Hi, welcome back to My Daily Briefing. This is Gwen Diaz, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and discovering that the Bible really does make sense when its stories are told in chronological order. Here's Ed with our next episode. Hi, it's Ed again. Let's go right to episode 112, titled David and Bathsheba. You can find this event in 2 Samuel chapter 12. Winter ended and spring came. It was time for the Israelites to resume their efforts to reclaim the territories God had promised them. The first order of business was to defeat the Ammonites who had humiliated them and mocked their God just a few months earlier. Although David normally went into battle with his men, this time he decided to stay in Jerusalem, so he gave Joab full command of the troops. One evening, David got up and took a walk on the flat roof of his palace. As he looked down on the amazing city he had built, he happened to see a beautiful woman taking a bath. He asked his servant who she was. Oh, that's Bathsheba, the man replied. She is the wife of Uriah, one of your thirty mighty men. Do you remember them from Podcast 108? Well, David sent messengers to invite her to the palace. She came and spent the night with him. Not long after this, David received word that Bathsheba was pregnant and that the baby was his. David decided to cover up what he had done. He did not want anyone to find out, especially Uriah, who would know the baby was not his child since he was in the army and had been out of town fighting for several months. So David came up with a plan. He sent a message to Joab telling him to order Uriah to return home to Jerusalem. When Uriah arrived, David pretended that he wanted a report from the front lines of the battle. He asked about Joab's leadership and how the fighting was going and how the soldiers were doing. After Uriah's account, David told him he could go back home and spend the night with his wife before he went back into battle. But Uriah did not go home. Instead, he slept at the door of the palace with the king's servants. In the morning, when David was told about this, he called Uriah in and asked, Why didn't you go home? Uriah replied, The ark of God is in a tent, and all the Israelite soldiers are in tents. I cannot go home and eat and drink and make love to my wife while they are sacrificing for our nation. David insisted that Uriah spend one more day in Jerusalem before going back to war. He invited Uriah to eat with him that evening, and during the meal, David got Uriah drunk, hoping to convince him to go home. But Uriah still would not go. He slept on a mat at the palace door. Sadly, David had one more sinister idea. The next morning, he wrote a letter to Joab, the commander of the army. He sealed it and sent it with Uriah. In it, he had written this command, Put Uriah in the front line where the fighting is the fiercest. Then withdraw from him so he will be struck down and die. Uriah, loyally and naively, delivered his own death order, and Joab dutifully obeyed it. That day, Uriah and several other soldiers were killed in the battle. When Bathsheba heard that her husband had died, she began grieving. And when her time of mourning was over, David sent for her and brought her to the palace. She became his wife and gave birth to their baby boy. God was not pleased with what David had done. Think about it. Do you feel like your faith is more at risk when you are struggling through tough times or when things are going smoothly in your life? David seemed to be in a very good place. He was no longer a fugitive. He was a powerful king who ruled in a beautiful palace. He had many wives and lots of servants. Yet, he took his eyes off God and lusted for more. Hebrews 12 verse 1 warns us about this. It says, 
Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. We need to find purposeful and tangible ways to keep our eyes on God every day. Now go and keep your eyes on Him. <laughs>